Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Blog Talk Radio. What? What? Oh, it's your birthday again. Yeah, so what am I supposed to do here? Am I supposed to sing happy birthday to you every time it's your birthday? All right, fine, this is it. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you, all right? God, can a cat just get some sleep around here? Welcome to another exciting episode here on Friends and Friends. Hey, Nick, you're, yeah. you're definitely the co-host tonight. Um, I know Tom, he can't make it tonight. And by the way, uh, Tom does say, happy birthday to you. Uh, but here's the thing. Um, you're the co-host tonight, and guess what? What, Francie? We got Ron Fitzgerald on. He thought it was just his, um, you know, he's going to be a guest on the show. So, it's a surprise birthday party for Ron Fitzgerald. Yay! <laughs> Ron's great. I actually, uh, I um, I reposted uh, the, the show on Facebook, like uh, on our Black Bedsheet Books group page, and I I said I, I uh, introduced him as superstar horror magician Ron Fitzgerald is on yeah. the show tonight. Superstar. Yes. And, uh, superstar. <laughs> Which he is in his own right. I mean, God damn it! I mean, Ron uh, uh, really does his stuff. I, I really uh, one of my. Um, what do you call it? Uh, one of the uh, bucket list things uh, would be to actually see him live in, in a show. I've only seen it on YouTube, and, and I mean, you know, of course we know Ron, and yeah, he's been a co-host on on Friends and Friends, and and then you know the, the stuff and the things, but never met him face to face like uh, like we should, like we should. That would be just great. I mean, God bless him. Uh, he's he's like a real talent, and he's got a niche for himself, and he's been around the block. He 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 has, and he yep. kicks it. So we great personality, gonna... a great um, um, thing that he um, when you when you um, when you um, personify yourself, put yourself out in the public with an image. And stuff. He's been doing that consistently, uh, and uh, and it's 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 odd. On the other hand, when you talk on the, on the phone, it's like you're talking to a normal dude, you know. And and then then that happens. Then you know he's got his his stuff going on where he and uh, he looks like Nosferatu, <laughs> and he tries to 
and he does it very well in in his own special way. But when you talk to him on the phone, it's like um, it's he's like a normal guy. Yeah, yeah, and you know he he does have his persona. But you, by the way, you know he's he's listening in on this right now. <laughs> of course he is. <laughs> of course he is. But we have to introduce him. <laughs> oh, yeah, like I said, yeah. he's been around the block. He didn't just come out last year. He's he's uh, he's he's done uh, some amazing shows uh, throughout the continent, uh, and uh, you know, the whole nine yards or anything. Most definitely, most definitely a dear good. friend of mine. Yeah, of of us here. Your friend of ours. Here, yeah, I was gonna, I was gonna say ours. And, um, you know, I think if there's anybody that had to deal with as much headaches than anybody that had to deal with headaches, Nick, I think Ron had to deal with more headaches than you with me. I don't know. I don't want to exactly have a headache challenge or anything, but I believe you. (laughs) Hey, Ron, how you doing, buddy? Hello, Bronzy and Nick. Hey. <laughs> it's good to be hey, on with you guys again. Like, yeah. How how old are you now? Like 140 years old? Probably older uh, than that. Like 957. Oh, there you go. Oh, my, oh, like Yoda. Yes, exactly. <laughs> like Yoda and Doctor Who when the reboot started. I think the Doctor's around 2,000 years old now. He was around 900 when he started. And and dating a 19-year-old, by the way, a barely legal 19-year-old Rose Tyler. But that's besides the point. <laughs> but you should read some of that fan fiction. I tell you, that's racy, very racy. And I love it. Love every bit of it. Fan fiction? Sure. Not mine. Just on the internet in general. Oh, oh just in general fan fiction. fiction. Oh, okay. Yeah, I wasn't yeah, sure yeah, if it was no. yours or somebody did. Somebody should do fan fiction no, of you. No, the only fan fiction I have with Rose Tyler is, is, is uh, in the dark, sticky recesses of my imagination. <laughs> <laughs> You should write yeah, no something why. sometime. I think that you'd be good. Like just a short story, send it out to a magazine or something like that. I would I would like to do that. I've done a lot of interviews and things. But funny you should mention that because I am writing a book right now. Oh, awesome. I am. It's called Monstrous Magic, A Career Conjuring Dark Sticky Fun. It is a memoir of my weird career about how I got started and all along the way and working in theme parks and then my cable TV show and how Dark Sticky Fun came about and becoming a gothic illusionist and how that led me to horror movies. And, and then I think Francie was kind of alluding to this earlier um, in the and as the run-up to the show um, and all of the kind of uh, medical weirdness I have had to deal with along the way. So hopefully it is an inspiring memoir and a fun romp through the dark, sticky side of show business. Ah, 
Very good. Because like you were talking about, I've done this for a long time. I mean, I I started doing magic when I was eight, and then in, in you know I've been doing you know proper kind of like uh, gothic horror magic since the eighties when all awesome things came to be. Huh. Since the eighties, mm-hmm. huh? Wow. I, I remember well, I, I um, uh-huh. when I was a kid, my parents um, uh, uh, bought me here and there, among other things, uh, um, uh, magic stuff from Toys R Us, and yeah, I would like that's what, that's how I started with that. was a magic kit, a box of magic, and I'm sure you had something like that, right? We seems like a lot of people did. I know a lot. I, I, I've talked to a lot of people that had that experience when they were young. They got a magic kit at some point. Yeah, yeah. The, the box and yeah. Mhm. Yeah, it's a box filled with you know some cards and little like they have some cups and balls, but it's a plastic version. It's your starter kit on weird, you know. And like if you like weird geeky stuff, why not? Yeah, when you're a kid, it's like I love that. I love comic books. I love horror movies, uh, and Halloween and haunted houses and and sci-fi and just all the geeky weird shit that you could love. I love it. And but but I just started as magic for the longest time. It was very traditional. It was just like birds, bunnies, and bad formal wear for like the first decade and a half of my career. And then my lovely friend Darlene said to me one time, one night, that I was way more interesting off stage than on. And at that point, I started to change the show and let all the other fun, weird stuff that I, I loved, like you know, horror and, and Halloween. And just, you know, uh, recreate the show with that in mind as its, uh, you know, as its inspiration for everything. And then it all began to change and evolve. And it was all about, you know, horror and Halloween and the gothic culture and vampires and the dark legend of the world. I got to ask you, though, when did Jason Hignight come into your... Oh, Jason. Well, as... As I was doing the, you know, gothic illusion, and then I was starting, I was that led me into acting in horror films proper, which was cool because that was one of the inspirations that got me started making, you know, dark magic and illusions. Um, then I was doing a lot of horror conventions along with that, performing in a lot of them, and that's how I met Jason through, you know, through that through Horror Hound, and he would bring me in, and I would perform at Horror Hound, and and also because. Of my cable TV show days, I had hosted some horror movies, and am kind of a horror host, not not full on, but kind of a horror host. And uh, I got invited into the world's largest, you know, gathering of horror hosts they did at Horror Hound, and and also had a tribute to Vampira, the very first horror hostess that got it all started in the 50s, and right. I took part in that. And um, Evil Lachat played uh, Vampira, and she and I did some illusion together on stage, and Jason, you know, uh, brought me in to put all of that together for him. And and so that's how I know Jason, is through the horror community, and, and specifically through Horrorhound, uh, the conventions and magazine and stuff. Well, how are you doing, Ron? This is Jason Hignite. Hmm? How are you doing, Ron? This is Jason Hignite. Jason, hey, thanks for showing up tonight, doing, man. Buddy? It's good to talk to you. It's been way it too has, long, man. It has been for absolute ever, man. It's been a long time. And, yeah, yeah. Ron, 
Ron stole it, man. That was that that vampire tribute was absolutely amazing, and you and and, and Lavella Shat. Uh, uh, well, the, the first we had to determine who was going to be the sort of uh, embodiment of vampire. We had a couple of guests get up and give us their best mm-hmm. vampire, but Avell is the one that could scream that. Oh yes, yeah, so, yeah, yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah, she's gorgeous. She looks great, in you know, in her black you know dress and her whole look and the long dark hair well, she's yeah she's she's a she's a gorgeous woman well she's probably the only egyptian horror host i mean she lives here in the states but uh mm-hmm. she's yeah. egyptian yeah. I, she's probably the only one yeah absolutely gorgeous man it's good to talk yeah. to you i was i was going to sneak in and say when do you get around to swallowing razor blades ron <laughs> but uh, oh yeah <laughs> that'll be like ever Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, that happens. That happens a lot. You've seen that a few times. I have. I have. So mm-hmm. Always always seems to be a crowd pleaser, especially at the horror cons, you know? <laughs> oh, more blood. More blood, yes. There will be blood, my friend. There will be blood, yes. Well, yeah. It, it, well, we've got to get down it, there. At some point, we've got to have a little... Powwow, and I'd love to come in and do the con with you again at some point when you have a a place to, to put me or something, you know? Well, I yeah, I've uh, uh, kind of bounced around a bit right now. I'm just doing the horror film fests right now. Are you? Um, yeah. Cool. Yeah, kind, kind of uh, uh, split away from Horror Hound, and uh, yeah, I'm I'm back. I, I am back in Central Indiana. I moved around a bit, but I'm back in Central Indiana, and. Uh, uh, anyway, I w- actually, I would love to come see you if you're still up near, uh, uh, well, I don't want to talk, I don't want to, I don't want to reveal. Oh, no, I, I am, I'm, I'm, I'm right, yeah, in Chicago, so, yeah, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, I'm... uh, yeah, maybe I'll come up and see where, see you do a performance or something sometime. I'd love, I'd love to crawl that into the dark layer of, 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 of Ron, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I will be at, um, my, my next appearance will be at, at actually uh, a flashback weekend Chicago Horror Convention August 4th, 5th, and 6th at the Hyatt nice. Regency O'Hare. So I'll be doing a Q&A about my new book and I, I then I, I also I did a with the band Housemate of Dawn out of LA, uh, I did my cover, I lent my voice to our cover of Monster Mash and we made a music video for it and we're going to be playing that on the big screen at the convention. And talking about that Fantastic. too. So you can come Fantastic. and see that. Yeah, I'm not actually performing. I'll be doing a little close up at the table, but um, there's not a big show plan. But they do have me in a couple other things, like the video screening and the uh, the uh, Q and A. But yeah, so come up. I, I would love to see you, man. Uh, yeah, I'll. I'm not. I can't come up that weekend. But listen, I'll. Uh, I'll. We'll get in touch, and I'll figure a time to get up there. Uh, would definitely want to. But I, I, if I may, I, I, there's a question I've wanted to ask you forever. And Absolutely. now that I've got you, yeah. I got you right where I want you. What's, what's cornered on the radio? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> what, what, is, yeah. what, is your, what is your opinion of other um, sort of? I don't want to. I don't know if I call it like, like shock magicians, but like the Chris Angel and, and, and maybe to a certain degree David Blaine. You know uh, that that are really kind, kind of kind of going big in Hollywood with all this. Do you, do you feel that they're still keeping true to the form, 
or have they sort of sold out to, to kind of corporate TV? Well, I mean, they've always been in a different space than me simply because um, they're not coming from a place of of being inspired by Halloween and horror movies and truly that dark genre um, and, and, you know, uh, that dark culture entertainment where we come from, you know, Mm -hmm. because that's not where they came out of. David Blaine had has this kind of monotone and and spooky presentation, and he does do some shock things where he's putting, you know, uh, the one where he puts the ice pick through his hand and it doesn't bleed and everything. It's really great. I mean, he does some cool and and odd and and downright spooky things, but he is not using a lot of blood, and he is not inspired by horror. He's more inspired by kind of a, I would call it more of a a dark um, mysticism kind of performance, you know, and and, mm-hmm. and a shock thing, you know, um, yeah. and there are a few magicians that go for shock, but there's really nobody else in the horror space that has actually created their own horror and, and dark culture inspired, you know, illusion show, and, and has also has, not, neither one of them have acted in horror films for, for the last 20 years like I have. I mean, I started with a movie oh, yeah. called The Item that went all the way to Sundance before its worldwide release on video and then and then made Dark Realm. I made my own horror movie later and everything like that. You've seen that, um, which mm-hmm. combines, you know, my illusion show and uh, a horror film narrative together, and that's on Amazon Prime Video right now. So that's out there doing great for me. And people can see that. So they didn't come from a place like that, and they are not acting in the horror field. They were not, nobody's been invited into the horror field like I was because of my look and my persona and my show. I was kind of built for that. And then once I was in, I loved it so much, I ran with it because that was part of the inspiration to go dark with my show style anyway. And as far as Chris Angel, he's been called the gothic illusionist. In fact, when he when he still had uh, Mind Freak, the TV show, the the reality show, um, people were looking for him and Googling, they were Googling um, Gothic Illusionist, and they were finding me because it was kind of the media that gave him that label. That label is nothing he put on himself. The label came out of the media because they didn't know what else to do with a dark illusionist. And and he has done some dark, you know, and, and shock, definitely some shocking work, but, again, it's not coming from the horror field like I am. Yeah. Well, Ron, hey, hey, you know, Ron, uh, Ron, huh? um, Jason yeah. beat me to that because I was, I was thinking um, uh, about asking you about, um, um, uh, about all the stuff that you just talked about. Um, but along those lines, I get asked about that a lot. Um, uh, what, a lot do you, what do you think about um, the, for a little while, it was a big sensation about this. I forgot what it's called, but it was on TV. Um, uh-huh. um, and uh, there was a guy that uh, didn't show his face that um, that oh, gave away the all the it. illusions. Well, I forgot mm-hmm. what that was called, but what do you think of that? Yeah, the mask. You know what I'm talking well, about. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, and there have been exposures of magic and illusion in in major media before there, there was a magazine. I think it was, what was it? Uh, popular mechanics, something like that. It seemed, seemed kind of off for being, you know, exposing illusions, but it popular was another mechanic. like pop culture magazine. And, and I think it was back. Oh man. Uh, quite a while ago, decades ago. 
and they did a, a multi-part series where they were doing exposés on how magic was done. And you can you can give it away, you can expose it, but that doesn't mean that you would be able. It, 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 it only explains the methodology. It's like knowing because I I like to say that what I'm doing is like live special effects. You know, when you're when you're making a horror movie, you get to edit it and and put in layers and maybe maybe even combine you know practical and digital things. And I am using stagecraft in a live sense to produce a special effect, and that's yeah. kind of how I view the magic. On that, yeah. So, mm-hmm. so you can you can know how methods are done. People are saying, "Oh, you know, you just got to know magic is actually really, really, really hard." It is well, that's the, that's the thing about magic. Yeah, you have to hide all the hard work, all the practice, all the methodology, and all the hours you spent making that look flawless in front of an audience it, it takes a lot of time and effort and the other thing is too nobody gives a damn about magic until it has um, you know an appeal to it and that appeal largely comes from you know the dressing of it the, 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 the style, the theme and the personality of the person doing it yeah, you, you know sell it. You gotta it, sell it is it. very personality driven very personality driven yeah. Yeah, you gotta sell it. You know, it's it. You are yeah. a salesperson up there. You have to mm-hmm. sell the shirt. And yeah, yeah, I totally agree with you on that one. Totally. Oh yeah, it's like a, because, a long, long time ago in the seventies and into the eighties. There was a guy, if anybody remembers him, Canadian illusionist magician Doug Henning. He had long blonde oh, yeah. or long curly hair and a bushy mustache, and he was a tiny, skinny guy, and he wore, yeah, he wore all kinds of, like, really tight clothes and crazy colors, and it was all magic that was very light and airy and kind of new age feel to it, and it was all puppies and rainbows. And he was the first guy I saw that I I thought, wow, you can make magic look like something else. It doesn't have to be this old-school, bad tuxedo BS, and, and, and you can make it look like something else. And I just took that fantasy angle that he was using, but I went to the dark side with it. He was puppies and rainbows, and I was, you know, bats and vampires and gargoyles. And, and then there was uh, David Copperfield who did, like, uh, uh, tried to what, – what did he do? Try to make uh, one of the pyramids in Egypt disappear things? Well, he, he vanished. He did, a, he did an airplane, and then he made the Statue of Liberty vanish. He he floated, quote unquote, levitated, quote unquote, across he the Grand Canyon. On stage, live. Yeah. On stage, live. I was tuned in. Yeah. He, well, the he decided his thing was, yeah, since he had, he walked through the Great Wall of China, too, like what you're talking about. So he decided that his thing was not what, what was going to be bigger, the big, 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 like, you know, massive illusion. You know, I had a guy tell me once that it's like, you know, Copperfield's bigger boxes and that I was bloody boxes. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like okay, <laughs> kind of. Hey, Ron, this is Jason, buddy. Listen, I, I have to jump off of here, man. It's great talking to you, but I'm going to reach out Jason, to you. Yeah. I would, would love to hook back yeah, up and, and, and do something fun. What's that? 
Absolutely. Absolutely. It's been way too long. And thank you. And thanks for the great question. I appreciate that. And thanks for hanging out with us tonight. Man, my pleasure, brother. I'll talk to you soon. Francie, take care. Love you. You know it. You guys take care. Have a great night. Thanks, Jason. Love you, too. Thanks, Jason. Because Jason and Ron and I, we met through Jason, Ron, and I. Mm Mm-hmm. So that's kind of cool. All right, we do have another. Uh, we do have other callers. Area code seven one four and uh, hold on, I gotta have glasses. And area code three one two. Your life. Well, who's going first? Seven one four or three one two? Yeah, I was. I thinking. don't know. <laughs> You're both. You both like, lie, is that is that Brad? I am 714. 714. That All is right. my well, name. Hello. I hear you, Mr. 714, so roll. Roll with it. <laughs> okay. Ron, my very good friend, way out in Chicago, this is Brett with Bald Radio out here in California. Happy birthday. Hey. Dad. There you are. Hi. What's up, buddy? Hey. Good to, talk, good to hear you. Good to talk to you. Yeah, I haven't talked to you since last year. I think uh, I had you on the show about a year ago, maybe. We did your show. Yeah. Yep. That's right. It's been a while. So, you know, I was listening to the conversation that you guys are having, and uh, I'm going to start with uh, fan fiction, okay? Now, Uh has there ever been any fan fiction written about you that you're aware of? Um. Not that I'm really aware of. There was we used to on the cable show in the '90s here in Chicago. Uh, we had a, a sec, we had a PO box in a section called Letters from Hell, and people would and write that was, things uh, in. And, that was when yeah. you had hair. I had long blonde hair at that time. That's the yep. look I had <laughs> all the way up to the point to where I shaved my head. Yeah. Right. Yep. So if you go back and look at it, you can see it. It's on my YouTube channel. There's a whole playlist of my old cable show. And be prepared. I mean, I've had a shaved head for a long time now, and it is still shocking to some people when they go in and find that I had really long blonde hair. It was very androgynous, and I loved it. I, it was kind of a, ro- a goth rocker look there for a while, and that's, I, I had that when I was doing the, the, the TV show, the cable show. So, uh, I got to uh, see that. I, I was never aware, Ron. Uh, was it uh, a really? little bit like Tom Cruise in Interview with a Vampire with that blonde? Uh, way, blonder than that. It was kind of like punk oh, out like was... Andy Warhol blonde. Oh, I Yeah, it was like that. a shock white. Yeah, I've seen all mm-hmm. those clips on Yeah, I used to blow the color out of it, which is why <laughs> I eventually shaved it. I mean, it was not looking good. It was breaking. It was, it was not It was not healthy from all of the repeat dying. And then... Um, and then, you know, it was just not looking great. You know, it was receding a bit and everything. And I'm like, screw this. I shaved my head. So I'm like, well, shave your head and raise your okay. head. So there I went. <laughs> All right. So I have my own piece of Ron Fitzgerald uh, fan fiction, but it will never meet pen to paper. It's a private affair, and none of it takes place on the stage. So this, you can walk away with that. <laughs> wow awesome we that's the closest i got to people when they would send in the letters from hell there was somebody her name was Rhonda, and at least that was her pen name and she loved to send in fan fiction that included me in the cast in it and most of it we couldn't read 
on the air. It was that good. So, um, <laughs> right. <laughs> so, well, I remember, I remember the to. first time that I had you on my show was probably about five or six years ago. And mm-hmm. um, my mother used to tune into the show and listen when I was used to do it on Blog Talk Radio before it was a podcast. And uh, mm, she was awesome. asking me, who, who, is this, who is this bald guy that you're having on next week? And I said, Mom, it's this guy, Ron Fitzgerald. Um, he, he's a gothic illusionist, you know. And uh, she's like, what do you mean? I'm, well, he's a magician, but kind of like Doug Henning kind of thing. But he's more vampiric and, you know, that type of thing. And she goes, oh, that sounds interesting. And then I sent her a couple of your videos to watch on YouTube from your channel. And she yeah. told me on the phone, she says, wow, he looks kind of scary. And I said, Mom, he's a metrosexual, okay? She's like, what's that? I'm like, everybody's attracted <laughs> to this fucking guy. They should call it LGBTQM. <laughs> oh, you think that should be in that? The M should be in that camera? They're going to have, I mean, I like it that they just put a plus on the end of it. Because it seemed like every year they were adding more letters on it. I'm like, you're just confusing the brand, guys. Come on. I'm like, yeah, you know, the LGBTQ plus works. What's going on Yeah, I had to learn the alphabet. I don't want to learn that anymore. Yeah. Yeah. It's not, you don't have to learn a new alphabet. All you have to learn is just a string of a few letters and a plus, and you're good to go, Francie. You're i like to say... um. LGBT uh, squared tilde ampersand exclamation mark, uh, you know, parentheses open and close, uh, quotation open and close plus. Uh, I am sure you would get people in the community that would would agree with that, too. Um, They're just going to keep adding letters and fucking punctuation marks and shit. Well, that's that's why I probably just went to the plus on the end of it because then you didn't have to keep relearning it. That was their problem it's, in the branding of it. It was that you had to keep relearning it there for a while and everybody was getting a little frustrated and going, How do well what is it? And then when they decided an LGBTQ, you know, plus, I was like, Okay, great. Now they've got the brand. Now everybody can get on board. So I was thrilled you know, that I they finally settled on something. What they should yeah. do is just call themselves Pi. They should just call themselves Pi. Three point one four. Oh, that, you know that's an awesome idea too. I like that. But it just try goes on forever. And now there's no need to knows. explain it. Right. Yeah, that just would do it. Pi. That You're would good. do it. The pride community <laughs> would do it. Yeah. That, yeah. I like Pi. Yeah, pie. yeah <laughs> everybody does. <laughs> I, like I think pie. Pride is yeah, awesome. Pie. You know, yeah. I love that we have Pride a whole Pride month now. You know, so I'm like cool. Yeah. I think we should go with like straight people month. You think that would be offensive? Uh probably yeah. 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 That, 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 would be a that probably would go over like, you know, white people doing blackface in the twenty first century. It ain't gonna happen. It is not it is not a good thing. It's not a good thing. <laughs> it never was. It never will be. <laughs> What about a they white guy have, wearing like, white vampire face? Vampire month. Vampire awareness month. 
I would right? love he a is- vampire awareness month. But that that would pro- they would probably just want to lump that into the Halloween season, the spooky season, which now is kind of the end of August all the way through Halloween. Actually, actually after Halloween, because then you've got Day of the Dead, and a lot of the haunted attractions stay open the weekend after. So we've almost got like just before Labor Day until right up to Thanksgiving, and I'm kind of loving that that we have a whole free oh, season. I you think, know? Uh, yeah, it's, it should have always been a season, like Halloween 3, you know? Yeah, <laughs> season Get of the it? witch. Season absolutely. of the witch. Very good. Yep. You got it. I've dated a lot of witches. <laughs> I love those witchy women. Oh, yes, I do. Oh, good. Halloween's my favorite time of year, and I got the videos on my YouTube channel to prove it. So listen, Yes, Ron, absolutely. Un- absolutely. Uh, Unfortunately, I cannot hang out long because I do have surgery in the morning, and unfortunately, I'm not you the do. one performing the surgery. So, um, oh. if any of your well, any Francie, any I of your you listeners well, who are very, any of your listeners, Francie, who are very intelligent and you know happen to be like on Google right at this time or listening to the show afterwards, just look up the word fistula, and you'll have an idea what I'm in for. So, oh, I, do. I wanted I know to wish I you have one myself. I, I have you one do. Myself, okay, well, so, yes, I do. We're yep, brothers in more I than just it. blood, huh? Brothers in fistula. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we will. We, <laughs> now oh, we saying, Brad, Brad, um, I do month. intend yeah. to call you. I got the message from what? Francie, so I, I do intend to call you uh, this week, uh, about mid this week or something. So I, okay, I, make uh, it make it more like a more towards the weekend because I will be convalescing. I won't be able to walk for at least three or four days, so I will be convalescing oh. uh, elsewhere, and um, I will be back home probably Thursday or Friday. And anytime after that, uh, just send me a text uh, and and let me know, and I'll let you know what my progress is and when I plan to be back in my little abode, and uh, okay. we will talk then. But, uh, I'm glad you uh, let me know that because I talked to Francie a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, I, I got the I message. Home, so, so, you know, it's okay. on, uh, one of my things to do um, mm, as well as uh, talking to Sudan <laughs> um, and some <laughs> other people, too. I mean, but um, yeah, I'm concerned about you a little. That's stuff and things, uh, and things and stuff. So, yeah, we'll we'll get together at the end of the week then. Okay, that sounds good. Well, hang hang up there uh, and good luck with the surgery and you know and, and just you know kick its ass. Oh, I will. It's been kicking my ass for many years. Now it's my turn to kick its uh, ass. Yeah, and it's time good. to kick back. Absolutely, I know that feeling well. <laughs> I know, know that feeling well too well. I, I feel for you, my brother. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Right. So um, I wanted to be on the show to wish you a very happy birthday, my friend. And it's Thanks. been too long, and we need to, uh, you know, get back in touch again, uh, you know, fairly yeah. soon, and uh, talk about the yeah. next show on Baldhead Radio. Although my studio is Absolutely. currently dismantled, um, I'm temporarily uh, out of commission for uh, a little while until I set up a new, a new uh, situation. But uh, we can get into all of that uh, in private. Uh, I'll, I'll, well, yeah, of the show. And when you're yeah. when you're ready to roll with new episodes, you just let me know. Absolutely, sir. And Francie, once again, thank you yes, so much for having yes. me on the show. And for all of you listeners yeah. and people that are on the line right now, if you wonder how Bald Head Radio got started, 
I was Francie's co-host for about three years, <laughs> so that's how <laughs> I got my start. So you, I always, I always give Francie a big shout out. Tonight of, tonight's the night of former co-host night. Yeah, right. Yeah, and Ron was a co-host as well. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, for a while I was. Yeah, yeah. All roads lead to Francie. I mean, look a, at me. I'm stuck with her because with I was a guest on her show. I mean. She roped you in, man. She roped you in, and now you're stuck with her. Look at that, huh? Yeah. It's beautiful. Look at me. <laughs> mm-hmm. so, well, no, I way, Francie, God bless you, Francie. Love you. Francie, <laughs> I wanted to mention that um, there was an episode that Minty did with your Jerry Springer appearance, and he he did it as a Jerry Scream, scream uh, Jerry Screamer. What the hell is Springer. that? <laughs> Jerry Springer kind of thing. And uh, but he actually focused on that Thanksgiving episode that you were on with Jerry Springer. So that was really cool of Minty to do that. That was very cool, and yeah, I enjoyed that yeah, episode Minty, quite a bit. Minty and I, uh, when I was kind of sick uh, that little while, um, we actually did two tapings, and um, the first one I was like really sick, and I was like, Minty, let me get better before you do this, and um, Before the whole world sees this, I've been talking this like for a year, and I was like, "Hey, I'm doing better now. I'll do the interview." So yeah, we did it all over again, and we did it in the shed I constructed in the side yard. And people were um, um, telling Minty in the comments, um, uh, "Where where did you film this, Francie? In in a saw like uh, set?" <laughs> Because you know, yeah, I, I wear horror on my sleeve, and I, I, I got like still Halloween stuff up, and everything. And in a month from now, I got to put up the rest of the Halloween stuff. In a month, August. So I mean, <laughs> got to prepare. But I mean, really, it's it's kind of like a uh, around here. But um, uh, yeah, horror. <laughs> and and some people were like commenting on Minty's show about. Uh, the skeletons and the skulls and the chains and the stuff. Yeah, it did look very backwoods, rustic kind of chainsaw kind of deal, didn't it? That shed. So people said, and I didn't think about it until after they said it because it's normal around here. We're like the monsters on the street. Right. All right. So listen, um, I'm going to get going. And Ron, it was beautiful to be able to talk to you again. And again, um, I would like to keep in touch with you as well in the future moving forward. Yeah, definitely. Most definitely. definitely All right. You guys got this cool bromance. There is something going on, and we've discussed it behind the scenes here and there a bit. But uh, <laughs> yeah, everybody knows. Inspiring minds want to know. As as Leonard Cohen once sang, everybody knows. Everybody knows. That's how it goes. <laughs> and everybody okay. knows. We do have a caller also there. Area code 312. Is that Sue? Area code 312. Oh. Yeah? You there? Yeah. Is oh, somebody said yeah. 
Hello. Hello, Sue. Anyone? Anyone? Bueller? I don't hear anyone. No. All right, we're Ron. I promised you Sue fucking Dent. You're gonna get Sue fucking Dent tonight. Uh, no, most likely not. I I did talk to Sue myself this afternoon, and we had a nice chat. But she called me because she wasn't sure she would be able to make it tonight. Oh, okay. She sounded great, and it was awesome to to get to talk to her after a long time. So I we had, a, uh, we had a nice chat, but she had called me earlier thinking she might not be able to make it this late at night uh, because I you know did tell her like you better call him. Oh yeah, no no no, it's all good. We chatted and she said that most likely she would not make it tonight, but we had a nice chat and I wanted to let you know that that Sue and I connected, but um, you know we just couldn't do it this late on the show because she is you know, uh-huh. still recouping from everything. All right. We do have so another caller, though. Area code 708. Area code 708. Hello there. Hello. Hi there. Hi there. Hi, Hi Ron. Happy birthday. Hi. This is your favorite Thank bartender you. slash punk monk number one. Yes. Punk Monk number one, uh, Mr. Happy Skullhead. Oh, my God, I think it's Marty. Yes, your favorite bartender, yes. That's right. <laughs> who, who is a, he's, he's deadly with that blender, let me tell you. He can kill a stand-up comedian with only a blender. Or at least a blender. <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep. Be, ni- be nice to everybody or the blender will get you. <laughs> That's right, Face the wrath of the blender. Blender. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's going to be on my tombstone. Face the wrath of the blender. There you go. <laughs> wow. That's that original. Cool. Yeah, no other tombstone ever in the history of man says that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> we have to ponder it for a little bit. Yeah, yeah, I can see it. I can visualize it in my head. There you go. <laughs> yeah. uh, Hopefully you have a long yes, time before that ever head. happens, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, another 190 years. Okay, there you go. Yeah. That's right. Oh, you vampires you know, are all alike. You know, well, yeah. Once you get past that 500 year, the 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 500th year, there you go. You know, you're always looking for another 190. Or or the Yoda years, like Ron here. I mean, look at him, almost a century there. <laughs> That's right. And I'm still. <laughs> I mean, not a century. Uh, um, uh, yeah, century, century versus decade, century. Yeah. Okay, I got it. Uh, Confused for a minute. Mm-hmm. What do they call it? Oh yeah, a thousand years. Century. <laughs> yeah. Years with the millennia. Yeah. I, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to pass after Ron does because 
uh, knowing me and him, he will set my coffin on fire to show my bones. There you go. It's in my coffin. Uh, no rivalry. Just keep living forever <laughs> until the world, like, explodes. Or Planet X there comes and destroys everything. Or... Yeah, 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 that sounds good. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I always wanted to but, see what's going to happen until, you know, I mean, God forbid anything like uh, terrible happens. Like um, here in the States, the, you know, Yosemite explodes, world volcano, the whole thing, or an asteroid hits or something like that. But until then, I the want to see what happens. Yeah. Before I die, I want to see what happens until and yeah, I get incinerated or something. <laughs> there you go. I'm yeah. ready to go out my on that party. Used... Come on, let's go. Yeah, there, there we go. go. My friends used to tell me that I would have a chair on my roof with a long stick and a hundred marshmallows when the uh, uh, when the radiation bomb hit. You know, I'm like, well, if yeah. I fry, yeah. marshmallows can fry with me. There you go. I have a feeling all of us, knowing in advance, we will actually get together on the rooftop and party in the scene from Independence Day. Um, and we'd laugh at all the people going, hey, you don't even know what you're in for. And then, you know, we would all like, oh, okay, here, here we go. It's going to, like, we're all going to die. Yay. This might seem a bit. Hang on a minute. Okay. Yeah. That'd be a great moment, well, Ron, though, before it happens. Yes. Everybody getting I'm, together. I'm going to let you guys go. You guys got a great show. I've been having a good time uh, listening to it. And, uh, again, happy birthday, and um, I will talk to you guys later. Uh, fantastic news. Yay. Thank you for showing up tonight. I was glad you were uh, able to call in. Thank you, thank you. Oh, you're welcome. My pleasure. Until later, and I Hello. Groovy coolies. <laughs> mm-hmm. well, that's cool. It's sad that Sue can't join us, but I get it. And, you know, uh, I, yeah. like I told you earlier, Ron, this week, um, I, I've been talking to her, too. So, mm-hmm. and she mentions yeah. you well, every good. single time. Every, so. every time. She All is she awesome. Wants well, we finally, we finally got to connect. We're resurrecting Electric Angel um, and uh, with the same cover with you on it. That's an awesome cover with you on it. A great model. You're the only model I've ever published on a book cover. (laughs) Really? Yes, really. Actually, it's just been, um, um, well, eh, technically maybe uh, with some of Sue's other ones like Never Cease. There was a girl mm-hmm. on that cover that she photographed I, I, a couple of the other, but I mean, um, you're the, on the one that stands out. And, and, and uh, also, uh, there's so many variations of it, too, that we <laughs> can mm-hmm. use for promo purposes. Right. But that was really, she was so into that. She was so, like, really, um, uh, and uh, once she hops back on her feet, <laughs> literally, mm-hmm. um, um, then uh, hopefully we can uh, do more and stuff. That was uh, Jim Swarfleet was the guy that um, that photographed. That is uh, right. Jim yes. Swarfleet, SNS photo, my photographer. I worked with Jim many, many times, a, a, an awesome guy uh, and a very super talented 
dark art photographer, and man, is this stuff amazing. And um, he shot a beautiful cover. You guys all need to go get yourself a copy of Electric Angel for an awesome story by Sue Dent and that sexy topless cover model. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> Got to flaunt, uh, flaunt the fact that you're topless in it. Ron Fitzgerald's topless. Like, well, they wrangled me in it. You know, we were going to oh, do this man. and that. And then the next thing I knew, they are like giving me to take my shirt off. And I'm like, whatever you guys want. I'm like, the yeah. pants stay on because that's not, you can't use that to sell this thing. The pants stay on, but I'll take my shirt off. Yeah. Well, you know, it works. Oh, nice, I know you in enough, nice... Ron. I, I haven't met you in person, of course, but uh-huh. I know you not enough yet. that you have a certain amount of a little bit of kind of an ego, which is rightfully so. But uh, I, I bet you, I bet you that, oh, yeah, I'll have my shirt off. I, look at me. <laughs> but I you did good to argue with, it, with, 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 with the director and the writer of the book, with the, the novelist and my and my uh, my photographer, I just rolled with it, and I figured, you know what, I'm an Iggy Pop fan, and Iggy's always tearing his shirt off, even in his 70s, so screw it, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> and it looks like, good. If Iggy can do it, so can I. Yep, it yep. Looks mm-hmm. It looks good. It's a good. great cover. It, it was incorporated in the... Um, trailer I did, uh, oh, like when it first came yes, out. Yeah, I remember. That, that, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That, that was cool. Yeah. I got to bring mm-hmm. that back to life again. I, 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 I'm you talking do. to doing everything. You have to send me a copy of that, and I'll put it on my, you know, or we need to make it like vertical oriented vertically so we can put it on shorts, and I think it'll get a little more traction in that because they're really pushing out the shorts on YouTube, and we can put it up on everywhere else because everyone's ripped off the TikTok vertical video idea, and we can put it on all of those if you, you know, do a vertical one, and I'll make sure I put it on my page, too, with a link back to, you know, wherever you're, you know, going to sell the book at, whatever platform you yes, want to um, go to. Then one thing I have link to do is I have to republish your books, so um, mm-hmm. they're not, no black bedsheet books with Sudan uh, are online, and there was a point in time where she published her books on her own, and then I published mm-hmm. her books with, with Black Bitch. And um, then I got, like, uh, marks on Amazon. Uh, mm-hmm. you, you don't know the rights. And, and um, it, 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 oh, yeah. it's a long story, but um, uh, in one of my conversations recently with that. Sue, I asked her, are you able to, if I can prove it, sign something? Um, but she really wants her books back, and she wants them through me. So I'm redesigning um, the covers for the other ones. The Electric Angel is is yeah. always great. I, I can't do anything else with that. I mean, you know, maybe I could maybe I could do a variation with the same images. But um, anywho, yeah, I'm trying to like relaunch her um, because yeah. that's that's what she wants. Well, um, and I gave her yeah. an idea that we should talk about, but um, she needs to do audiobooks of all of her novels too. Oh yeah, she, yeah. People, I, I can I'd do like, that I to an extent that because, with like Google AI. Yeah. I've had some mm-hmm. good um, with some of my authors. Um, 
some some decent sales uh, through Google Books uh, and and um, mm-hmm. iPad and stuff with um, you know the AI um, audiobook versions and they're, they're not bad. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, yeah maybe uh, maybe we'll like people to read like very that. inexpensively in the right in the right context too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know that um, we're on a show. <laughs> and everything, and, and people are listening. But um, um, anything that you want me to publish of yours, or any inspiration off of you, like what we've talked about on the show tonight, even like fan fiction mm-hmm. of Ron Fitzgerald, I'm uniquely interested in like bringing that out to the world. So, awesome. Put- well, yeah, like you were talking about, like writing a, a short piece or something like that. So, yeah, I, I am interested in doing something. Well. We'll we'll figure something out. We'll do like a a short story, something like that. Or or anything, anything because I I am a publisher mm-hmm. and I've been doing this forever now, and so you know, think of me whenever you think of uh, the the written word and uh, sending it out to the masses. Mm-hmm. Do you publish any comics or graphic novels? Um, I am novelizations and things. I'm almost about to because um, I'm learning yeah. some of the ropes versus uh, I, I mean because of some of the people that have published uh, comic books based on my short stories. Um, I have the rights mm-hmm. back to that, and uh, I'm trying to learn the ropes on formatting comic book um, um, stuff that I can I can yeah. publish same as I do with anything else. I think else. that would be great because there are a lot of horror comics and things. And I, and I ask because I'm very interested in that as well. And I am in a, a limited series called The Haunting Tales of Bachelor's Grove. The first two of a limited series of six are out. And if you're interested in those, you can get those on my website, FitzgeraldsRealm.com. Oh, who published um, those? Who, uh, what's the those publisher? Are through Silver Phoenix Entertainment. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That's uh, I didn't know they, that. They came uh, to me with that, and they have me. Uh, I'm like a, the, a a a character based on me and my look and my character, and then there's another real person in there, Kadrosha Ona, uh, Queen of the Paranormal, and she's the other character that that is based on a real person. So the our personas are in the books, and oh. then there's another character that's an actual completely fictional character and there's really good stories i was really very very happy with the second issue and it's got great pictures of uh Kondrosha and i on the cover of those um those comics and especially that second one's really good and and you can see the two of us on the cover in different there's like three variations of the cover on the second book and it makes it more collectible but there's like a main one and then there's one with Kadrosh and I that features her and then there's one with Kadrosh and I that features me um, so everybody kind of gets their own cover. It was very fun that way and then the, the artwork and everything was really good in that book and it has good, good solid stories written by um, Brian K. Morris in there. Wow, wow. Well, you know, I can tell you uh, one thing about, um, you know, uh, getting your work out there. Back in the 80s, when I first saw my uh, 80s mass market paperbacks and stuff, that was, like, incredible to me. I mean, I was over the floor, over the moon. Mm -hmm. (laughs) 
Um, but yeah. Uh, but um, um, there's there's something different about having a comic book um, that that's very different than a, a, that has your image or or it's you wrote it and they you know mm-hmm. something like that. I mean, there's just something different about having a comic book with your shit on it. Well, it is. Like, I, I was a big collector as a kid. I collected them for years. I still have a very small curated collection. I got, I sold off the big collection a long time ago because I just you know I I you know I didn't have room and for the longest time I didn't have them bagged or boarded or anything and I'm like I just wanted to get them into the hands of a of a collector that would that could take better care of them than I did and and at the time I you know I needed to, to thin the herd so I you know I took out some of the ones I really wanted to and then sold the rest of the collection. And I was so I was super geeked when I had the chance to actually have my image, you know, my persona in a comic. So it, it, it was, it, I was all about it. I was all about it. So I've been interested in exploring that space some more and some other works as well. Yeah, I'm gonna. Um, um, you actually, this conversation has inspired me to pursue that a little bit more because I know, you know, at the very beginning with Black Bitchy Books, it was more or less, you know, okay, I had a collection and uh, I can publish that through it and then publish everybody else and and have everything off my curtails, that kind of thing. Um, But I have stuff um, that other people have published in comic book form that I have the rights to back. And apparently, according to the guy in Shot in the Dark Comics that did the whole thing, uh, they were work for hires, and he owns them, and he gave the rights back to me. So I, I'm going to um, start like oh, there you go. putting that together and figuring out how to format out of the whole nine yards, and then that would be the, um, what do you call it, precipice of, um, of me publishing other people that way, just like I did with books. So um, yeah. once I learn how yeah. to do that, and maybe yeah, mm-hmm. if you want, um, yes, um, and I don't want to take forever doing, doing it either. Now that now that we're talking, no, I, I want to kind of get right to it. <laughs> you know? mm-hmm. Those projects yeah. drag out and I see mean, what I can do. The, yeah, the the haunting tales of Bachelor's Grove has has kind of uh, you know taken a little longer to get everything out uh, that we want to, um, but there should be a third book coming out soon, and I'm excited about that, and uh, I just oh, you know, awesome. I, I love doing that. So, yeah, as you, get, as you get everything up and running on that, let's talk, because I'd like to do, you know, uh, custom story and imagery, imagery, depending on who you're going to have, how you're going to do the artwork and stuff, and we'll, we'll do that and um, come up with a, a cool storyline for it. Yeah, that, that sounds good. Mm-hmm. Sounds yeah, good. we can Perfect. make beautiful yeah. music together. <laughs> we but, um, will. Yeah. You know, Preachers who knows? Who knows? Music today. Yeah, I love the idea. Yeah, yeah, I got to pursue mm-hmm. that and get my uh, wrap my head around it and start producing stuff. And then once I get the hang of it, then I know what I'm doing. And then I can do the same thing for others, and I can actually have like a black bedsheet book comic line, like I have been wanting for a long well, time. Well, yeah, because then you can oh. get distribution through the comic shops with that, too, and as well as online. So, yeah, definitely. 
Yeah, that, the thing is, um, about the whole thing is, um, uh, with comic books, just the same as paperback books and e-books and everything that goes out now with fiction, whatever, creativity, um, is uh, there's so much competition because anybody can do it, anybody can self-publish, anybody can put their stuff out, and there's so much, like, it's just so... Mm, Convoluted. Well, that's when it comes um, to the and even with comics, also, even with comics. Oh yeah, especially with that. Yeah. Yeah, but I well, mean, uh, you marketing. have a brand. Um, people oh. that have a brand have a mm-hmm. stake in that. Depending on yes. how we, um, how it's promoted, and and uh, mm-hmm. online yards too. So yeah. yeah, yeah, okay. And I'm thinking out loud now. <laughs> But anyway. Right, right. No, that's, that's that's all good. But I I'm very interested. So you get things up and running, and we're we're gonna have a little, uh, meeting about that. Sure, sure. Mm-hmm. We'll we'll come up with a concept. Something. Yeah, we'll get together on mm-hmm. on Facebook Messenger and things and back and forth and all that. Oh, all yeah. yards. Yeah. 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 That's actually really cool. Uh, you know, um, yeah. Gemini Burke, who's been on the show recently. Solomon Burks, one of his many sons. Um, oh yeah. Uh, he, I, he's been wanting me to publish a uh, 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 a novel of his that hasn't even been written yet. <laughs> we are talking, and uh, I'm going off. But uh, any anywho, and, 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 that's just really Francie. Yeah. Francie, help me out. I'm like a, right here. Jump back in, Francie. Yeah. yeah. I, I was listening to you guys talk. I think this is going to be a good concept. That is, yes. Yeah. And oh, I, yeah. I think part. you need to not test the waters in this. I think you need to jump in the pool and, you know, do it. Well, I have just, a pool. Yeah. I have a small pool. I do most of my thinking in that pool, actually. It's probably freezing oh right now. I, don't think but, uh, I, I, I actually off. really want to uh, do that the comic thing. Anywho. A- anywho. Yeah. <laughs> I don't need... Yes, 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 yes. There was something well, about... You know, I mean, we're um, about... We're, we're, yeah. Um... um with uh, you know what's funny, I, I and I have to say this, being that Ron's on the show, um, <coughs> people that know um, know that because of Francie's show, me and Francie got together. We've been together since 2009 because of this show, <laughs> and, and, and wow, you know, yeah. and I brought her back to um, to Sacramento from um, South Carolina, but um, I. I am really amazed at um, um, the people that she's had, the guests and the co-hosts over the years that she's had on her Definitely. show yeah. um, mm-hmm. have been, like, amazing to me. Um, it's like because I, I, I've always, I mean, you know, since the at least the 80s, I, I uh, read all the, like, paperbacks from, like, John Skip and Craig Spector and you know Stephen King, blah blah blah. But Craig Spector was actually a co-host for a good year or so on Francie's oh, show, and and then uh, 
There are right. other people, and then Ron Fitzgerald himself, the dude that goes around being a magician um, uh, in all these conventions to attract crowds of people and gets lots of attention and does ever the whole nine yards that he does and stuff has been <laughs> co-host on our show. Uh, it's so oh, I mean over the years it's it's kind of amazing the personalities and people in the industry um, that uh, I, I, I mean like Ron. I, so you know I'm telling you I mean we've never met mm-hmm. like face or anything but and you know not yet we know either. each other only from francie's mm-hmm. show basically and facebook yeah. um and, uh, um but um it, it amazes me that um you've been a part of the whole nine yards with francie too over the years mm-hmm. uh, she wrangled like, the whole um, thing it, yeah it's like kudos <laughs> to francie for i mean yeah. i and just like just like craig just like um some of the other co-hosts and stuff, every once in a while you'd get, like, really pissed off, Francie, for, like, um, going off and not being professional and all that. But there's a uniqueness to her show, and it yeah. attracts people. Oh, yeah. And mm-hmm. it's like, it, it, it's, uh, I, I thought I'd say that. Um, over the whole course of the years and, and everything. And the great Ron Fitzgerald has been a part of it. And so is all these other people. We've had amazing guests. It's like, yes, uh, you, you have. Know, it's amazing. I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to make a confession. Um, uh, you know, uh, I I love William and Tom. William couldn't make it tonight. I mean, uh, Tom couldn't make it tonight. Um, he got mm-hmm. Out of doubt, I think, and me and me and Tom, oh man, I maybe I'll call you afterwards. But <laughs> I think that you and I had the best chemistry because I was. Um, I was, you know, let's say I was Jerry Lewis and you were, you know. Dean Martin. Dean Martin. (laughs) I love Dean Martin. We made a good team. We did. We did. We're the same. Mm -hmm. She was like the. I I was the one who punched it up every time. And you you totally played it off like no 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 but <laughs> this girl every now and then i had to get the francie crazy train back on the rails <laughs> yeah yeah you did <laughs> and that was all and, good um, i i would have to say you know we had bread on all the time we had Mm-hmm. You were, I mean, Tom. Tom's just like, yeah, let's just go with this. <laughs> I love Tom, but with you, you were, you were the straight guy, and I was like the door going, come on, man, let's play the role. <laughs> come on. And you're like, you, you know, know what's crazy. really what's really been funny is um um I haven't gone to a convention in since before corona um but uh mm-hmm. in the um 
2010s and stuff, going with Francie to a lot of conventions. People would like go oh, to yeah. me going, oh, you, oh, yeah, Halloween 4, The Everborn, a yep. couple of books, things. But they would be all, oh, Francie and Friends. When they'd meet Francie, we we listen to your show all to Francie, <laughs> mm-hmm. and those that's things. Awesome. Yeah, it's like yeah. Uh, I mean, I never was jealous. I was always like Francie. amused. <laughs> yep. Yes. So great. Well, guys, I'm going to have to run. We've hit like our hour, and I have uh, crazy Zoom meetings in the morning. And and my actually my power is out right now. I was trying to turn oh. the light back on as we were we were talking, and I and my phone was dying. And I'm like, wait, I need some power. I had to plug in uh, to an exterior battery while we were talking. So I oh. don't want to run this all out and then have the phone dump you off. So I'm going to wrap up now because we kind of hit our our hour and blog talk. I remember at some point we'll then put us into like extra bonus three-point range kind of yeah. thing. And the British lady. That. Well, yeah. oh, I like the British lady. She's all good. <laughs> She's like a hot Your show Jarvis. is about to go. <laughs> huh? oh, I oh, and I want to tell everybody before I go, I will be on a live stream on YouTube and Facebook on my pages there uh, on, on next uh I, it'll be Friday the 14th, maybe Saturday the 15th. I think we're going to move it up to the 14th. But if you look at my social, one of those two nights, 8 o'clock Central Time, um, we are looking – well, we are we are looking at Friday the 14th now. So Friday the 14th, um, 8 o'clock, and uh, you can catch me on – I would uh, – it looks better on YouTube, but you can catch it on Facebook or YouTube. And um, um, we'll be doing a live stream, and I'll, I'll have some guests and some – some special content I'm rolling in from the uh, Midwest Haunters Convention and talking about my upcoming appearance at uh, Flashback Weekend Chicago Horror Convention, uh, Hyatt Regency O'Hare in Chicago, uh, August 4th, 5th, and 6th. So Nice. Oh, fantastic. You you, um, I, uh, you should hear back from me by the end of the week because I think awesome. uh, tonight I'm going to experiment with the comic Stuff. So, Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Start it together, and we'll start to hammer out a concept. Yeah, that that'd be awesome. That'd be yeah, super, very. Super. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, I'll give you Great. some stuff Thank by you. the end of the week, and let you know how I progress with that. Anywho. Thank you, Francie. Yes. <clears throat> Thank you both for having me on for a little special birthday fun. I really, 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 I love you guys, and I appreciate that. It's very, been very fun. Well, we, we love I you love too, you very much, too, Ron. So thank you, guys. We you guys you. have yeah, been awesome. Everything. I mean, really, uh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, you're close to our hearts. Likewise. Always. Likewise. It's always fun to be back on the show. All right. Yes. All right. Uh, everybody, don't forget to go to honestamish.com where you can get all your mustache, beard, and bat soaps. 
artistthomas.com. Don't forget to use the uh, password Talking Beard, and you will get 10% off. Artist Thomas and Johnson, second place in the world. Goatee. Congratulations, Aaron D. Johnston, with on the stomach, uh, go on there. Oh, Ron, you should grow goatee. <laughs> <laughs> I might. I get it like a Anton Lavey goatee. in the comic book and his name would be Nor, which is Ron backwards. He could be Nor and he would be the one we'd know he's evil because he had the goatee. vampires bite, or make sure they do, because you want to be immortal. So, make them bite you. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. 